There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So sit back, relax, have a blast, because it's time for the After the Show podcast. Yeah, hello, and welcome to the KBJ After the Show podcast. Hopefully you had an amazing Mother's Day weekend. Virginia was gorging herself yesterday with food. Oh, my gosh. I ate so much. I'm still not... Right. Can, I, you, can you name <laughs> off like everything you ate? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so they have a full sushi bar. I had like three different types of sushi rolls. I was just picking here and there. Mm-hmm. I had um, I had fish. I had a salad. I had a bit of soup. I had a bite of um, panda's chicken sandwich. I had lobster. I had crab. <laughs> I had so many different things. And then the dessert started coming. Okay. And I had cantaloupe ice cream. Mm-hmm. I had lemon ice cream. And these are both house-made. They were so good. It was a lemon poppy and a cantaloupe ice cream. May have been two of the best ice creams I've ever had. Okay. Homemade. Okay. They had this pumpkin bread pudding with this caramel sauce. Oh, mm. it was so good. I ate everything. The cheesecake, the key lime pie, the chocolate cake. Yes. I just, I mean, I only took like a bite of each or a couple bites of each. But but still, still, it it adds up. It adds up quick. You should see the kind of pie I was eating and the cakes. What's her name? Yeah. It was not that kind of pie. (laughs) (laughs) It was baked goods. I ate a lot too this weekend. Sometimes you just like fall off the wagon with your like eating good and you just want to go nuts. That was yeah, yesterday it was for not, me. It's not. It's freeing. Yeah. It's so fun. You got to have a little bit of fun. Somebody had, uh, just texted in and said, uh, Seminole Reef Grill was great. Thank you for the recommendations. Oh, good. Uh, for mom. So. We had, it was a packed house. There were so many KVJ Nationers there. There was like a mother and a son sitting across from us. And he, you know, he was like in his 30s and. He took his mom, just the two of them, and okay. I was just watching them the whole time going, oh, what a sweet son. Aww. And then there was whole families where you had grandparents and mothers and kids and grandkids. It was really nice to see the place so packed. And then that sweet son asked his mom, why is that fucking lady keep looking at us? It's getting kind of weird. She's <laughs> watching me eat. This is uncomfortable, Mom. I was just drinking them in going, oh, I love them. Did you uh, do any cocktails? Did I? Okay. They put uh, the Virginia Mimosa on the menu. Oh, what's the Virginia Mimosa? So it's champagne with a little bit of lemon soda. So you can either do lemonade or lemon soda. I like it with the lemonade uh, Pellegrino. It's called Limonata. And a twinge of rage towards men. Okay. (laughs) Just a sprinkle. Just a sprinkle. A dash. (laughs) 
That's nice. It's fun. And if you want to, you can even make it an Atoll vodka lemonade and add that to your mimosa. Okay. And that makes it more of like a champagne cocktail, which, you know, I'm a fan of that. Okay. All right. You're down with that plan? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. We uh, did a little bar hopping in uh, Lauderdale yesterday. Took the uh, Bright Line. Nice. Is, uh, yeah. It's uh, so easy. Just uh, pulling right in and going on down and. Yeah, had a good old time. It is. Then you don't have to think about driving and parking. And you just stroll on up and have as many cocktails as you want. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was was a nice thing. Yeah, we we went after it and did a little bar hopping there. Went to uh, Moxie's, a nice little sports bar there again. Uh, Had a little uh, lunch there. Checked out the new tin roof that they've got there on Las Olas. Oh, how was it? It's cool. It's very nice. I like it. Um, Did you see where they're building the new Voodoo Bayou? No, I, we didn't go that far down. That's, oh, okay. that's a good bit. Yeah, we just we went only as far as it's kind of like right around Esplanade Park. We were kind of around that area. We went to um, I think it's called Hightail, something like that. It was uh, one place we went, got uh, a couple drinks there. Okay. So yeah, it was it was it was fun. So we had a, we had a good time and uh, did cocktails and had a good rip roaring time. You need to do that every once in a while. I love a day drinking, and I love a party with a purpose. It's Mother's Day. It's day drinking. It's mm-hmm. woohoo! Let's throw down. I had like sixteen people at my table. Well, that's good. It was fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Whoop it up. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the queen, she was relaxed on the bright line on the way back, so she got a nice little sleep. Good for her. Yeah, she yeah. fell asleep on the bright line. That's a deep sleep. Oh, he's out cold. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing, but I came home. I just crawled right in my bed, and I was out. Oh, okay. It's nice. That was yeah. just a peaceful day. It was all about eating, drinking, celebrating, and then yeah. napping. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was uh, really nice. And uh, if you're watching KBJ TV, the... Uh, the tin roof was cool. I mean, it, it looks a lot like, you know, how it had, but they do have a stage in there. I don't know how many people they have, but they've also got two little kind of rooms that you can cordon off a bit. So Yeah, it's not. I like it. It's cozy. Yeah, it is kind of neat for uh, live music. So I don't know if it's big enough for a KBJ live, but it's it's cool little location. It's cute. I don't think it's big enough. Yeah. We need not. a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'd, the paddock room. Yeah. I like my bar a little darker, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's too bright for you. Yeah. bright in there. Yeah. We look way better <laughs> in the dark, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. After, like, my third drink, I look like, oh, my God, this guy's had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do make you chug, too, so... Yeah. It's I, rough drinking. Maybe on the next mm-hmm. podcast, I only chug five beers instead of seven. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, we're doing eight. I love it. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, so I wrapped up the uh, weekend with some cocktails. Started the weekend with barbecue. That was it, man. Oh, Had, my gosh. Uh, Pig Beach in here on Friday. That Pig Beach was delicious. It was, yeah. There was so much take home. I ate barbecue all weekend. And Cesar has a really good point. He said, uh, you got to talk to Pig Beach to create a KBJ flight plate. Ooh. Which I was saying that too, because that's kind of what I did. I had a couple wings, little like a rib or two, and then a little slab of that turkey, and then the brisket. A barbecue flight. Yeah. Yeah. One rib, a, a few wings, a little pork dabble. Because that, that right there, much what alone, that was pretty what I had uh, for a meal. That'll fill you up. Did so. you have that freaking sausage? I did. It was the fantastic. The jalapeno sausage mm-hmm. was unbelievably good. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll Give them a little shout, see if they do that. I know some places do combo plates, but yeah, it would be awesome just to get a little bit of everything. 
Uh, I don't know if that screws up the kitchen and how they cook barbecue. but I don't know either, but I love a flight. It's mm-hmm. so fun to do a flight of anything. Yep. Uh, Nicole, who uh, works at Sprouts Farmers Market, said, uh, thanks for the shout-out. I work there at uh, the one in Stewart, and just want to let people know we got $5 sushi every Wednesday. Ooh, girl. Uh-huh. And if you uh, download the Sprouts app, you get uh, coupons and all kinds of good stuff off that. So vitamin sale. So, yeah, thank you for the heads up on that. Uh, also, a lot of people commenting on uh, my wife, which she says is a tattoo of my face that she has on her body, but <laughs> I thought it looked nothing like me, and about 96% of our audience agreed. We're struggling to find the Kevin in the Kevin yeah, tattoo. I think I deserve a tattoo redo. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa said, I see the so-called Kevin tattoo that the queen has on her arm. When did she say she got that? Because honestly, it looks like it could be any guy, but not a good one. <laughs> It could be any guy. Mm -hmm. It could be any sleeping guy. It could be, yeah. So, yeah, she uh, agrees with the uh, tattoo redo. Yeah, I mean, we can mess with the one that's on there, but I think we should do a redo in a different spot and make it a good one like the one that she has of Colin. It's amazing. Yeah, the one of Colin, it, it looks Perfect. We want a portrait. It is. That's what it's like. The Kevin Ralston needs to be immortalized for the beauty and the detail of his face. I agree, yeah. Not like he's melting. Mm -mm. She said, sorry, Kev, but it did make me laugh when I saw it. (laughs) It is very funny. Mm -hmm. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing near you. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Jennifer said, you were talking about uh, in Brevard County, they're now trying to get rid of all the kids dressing as animals and responding to each other as animals. She said, my niece is a fifth grader in Palm Beach County, and she was telling me that on Friday, one of her classmates acts like animals at school, and on Friday, she was a horse, and she wouldn't speak to anybody. She just neighed. See, I think the kids are now, like, getting a little too cute with it, and they're just figuring, okay, we're bored at school. We can milk this. Yeah. This can be how we don't have to focus on education. I'm going to be a horse today. Well, it, it, then then you're going to get in trouble if you don't let a kid identify as what they want to identify. Right. You're, anybody can identify right. with what, however they You're encroaching on their... And then the question always is, is when does it stop? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. does it stop? That That's will true. always be the question. But do you imagine, though, you just try to talk to a kid and you're like going, Meow. okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horses and fucking cats everywhere. What the hell is going on? <laughs> and they're not they're they're not breaking they're not breaking character at all. Oh no, they're not. They're and, eating out of a feed bag. And if you don't assimilate to their cat like ways, you're the fucking prick. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Dude, I they're don't know. Fringing on who I was born to be. It's I was time to born go to, the, to be a horse. Time to go to the woods. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm playing. I, on. I'm just so thankful. I yeah, I couldn't even imagine being a teacher. I would yeah, one day have a kid acting like they're a horse and not doing what they're supposed to be doing, galloping around the classroom. Just be like, all right, all right, all right. You sit down. It's time for math. What the hell? Horses, really? And she won't speak. She only talks and neigh. Yeah. <laughs> I just, when I was a kid, like, you couldn't get away with that kind of stuff. No, because you got called out for your bullshit. Adults didn't put up with bullshit from kids. Now, adults are putting up with bullshit from kids and, like, making excuses for them and, like, telling them that they can identify as a horse. (laughs) That is fucking lunacy. And then if they do that, then the kids, like, they just walk out of class. Have you seen that? They they gallop. Yeah, they gallop. They gallop. 
Yeah, so that's what they do. They don't like something. They all get up and walk out. If they they identify as a cat, don't you dare say they identify as a horse. It's fucking disrespectful. (laughs) I forgot which furry friend you are. Yeah. Crazy. I'm aging out of Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly. Uh, Jacob said, uh, after hearing a few of Virginia's animal impressions over the years, like her dolphin, I think it's time to maybe roll out a Virginia or animal. Oh. Okay. I'll do a little guest stint if oh. Denny's wants to give me one week. I mean, I don't want more than one week, but I, I will. I'll, I'll lay down some tracks. I, I'd love to do a guest stint, too. I mean, everyone wants to be on that hot track. Denny's really does have the hot hand with Denny's or Animal. Yeah. I don't want to take his shine, but... Maybe a guest appearance. K- K- KVJ or Animal. Yeah. <laughs> what am I hearing some suits when he's got up his sleeve? Suits as a hen? <laughs> I don't know. It might be fun. Henny suits. <laughs> uh, Sarah, she said, I'm a little late to the party because I was listening an hour behind to the live today, but uh, you're talking about how Beyonce is going to be having gender-neutral bathrooms at her American shows. Yes, we were looking for clarity on that because we don't understand yeah. Uh, I want to tell you guys that I was in the military from 2001 to 2007. I spent most of my time overseas. I remember being in England. I went to uh, nightclubs and their bathrooms were not gender specific, even in the nightclubs. Just a several stall bathroom for everyone. And this was in the early 2000s. I know Americans will make this an issue and pretend it is a new concept or representative scary times in their narrow worldview, but it was not even an issue at all. People need to relax and get out a little. Yeah, I think the only one thing that does make it slightly different, I'm curious with a concert, is that you would have people under the age of 21, whereas a nightclub you would not. Um, Do you want your young daughter going in the bathroom with guys? Right, imagine, imagine, a, dad, I don't. imagine a dad took his daughter. You know, to, I guess he could go in there, though, with his daughter to the bathroom, and you'd have to, but that would be odd. I just know it'd be odd for me. And I, I, would I don't like, want Magnolia going next to some guy. I just don't. Yeah, I, I know. So it'll be interesting if she does do that, how that does go off. Because, um, yeah, I guess apparently in Europe it's a thing, but how will Americans react? Will we be able to... Figure it out. Maybe Europeans are more well-behaved. I just know some yeah. American men like to get squirrely. They just arrested that guy, putting cameras all in the bathrooms on the cruise ship, taking videos of everybody, including kids, mm-hmm. going to the bathroom. I mean, we just, we have some dirt bags, and I just, I don't feel comfortable sending my daughter into a bathroom, and then he's in there, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, so I... Will be interesting to see. I just honestly, I'm, I'm getting to the point, of, and I guess maybe in an arena you can't. But I just, I really like individual bathrooms. I do too. Three walls and a door. A lot more restaurants are doing that. I love that. It mm-hmm. should be like that. No yeah. one should hear you, see you, or have any right. kind of conversation with you while you're doing that stuff. Is it the Marriott or is it PGA off PGA? They're, they're, I forget which one, but they've got a really nice bathroom. When you go in there, it's your own. You see, it's almost like if you're in your own little space capsule. I love it's that. Amazing. Yeah, and I think they are building stalls that way too. It's uh, floor to ceiling floor kind of to thing. Ceiling. So even yes. if it's not a yeah, it's it's more like that. And if that were the case, then I don't think there's any issue. I mean, you might have a communal sink to wash your hands, but eh. yeah, it doesn't seem like that would be a a big floor deal. to ceiling with no gaps. You know, the bathroom we have here. 
Horrific gaps. Horrific gap. Mm-hmm. I can look in the gap and see somebody and make full on eye contact with whoever's sitting on the po- on the potty. Cool, because sometimes you you want to make sure there's nobody in the stall. Because sometimes the the stall will, will the door will kind of be closed and there'll be nobody in there, and you'll go to make sure there's no one in there. As you're looking through the hole, you lock eyes with some dude taking a duke, and. <laughs> It's a very uncomfortable situation. I don't want to look in your eye no. as you poo, sir. Very private moment. I don't. And then you'll have creepers, you know, you'll have creepers that will go in there and they're all they're doing is trying to look through cracks. Mm-hmm. You know that's going to happen, so you can't be trusted. Chuck Berry style. Yeah. He's, that story's true. No, that's, yeah, I remember that. You brought that up. He was uh, filming people. Filming people in the bathroom. That's effed up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You said that uh, you ran into a KBJ Nation or Jaybird and she was from the same hometown as the BTK killer. That's and, what she had said. And it was a small town. And when it all came out, I think it was in Kansas or something yeah, like that, wasn't it? It's, yeah, that's uh, the, the yeah, it, it's a I believe Wichita. Okay, yeah, that that is a relatively small town. Some of those towns, I mean, I you know was in Kansas City, which is a little bit from Wichita, but it's got that same yeah mindset. It, it was the the main neighborhood area he lived in. So we're yeah. talking about. Whether it was Wichita or outside of Wichita, it was around that area. But she lived in that main area. And she said when all that came out, her town went, it was crazy living there because people knew who the guy was. Oh, yeah. And he was. So uh, he was doing it for a while, too, before uh, they caught him. From the 70s up until the 90s. Damn. Yeah. And I I think what he got cute, right? He had had done it and then kind of took a break. Was that what it was? He took a break. And I saw a documentary on him. And when he took a break, that was some creepy shit, too, because he would go out into the woods and dress in the victim's clothing what? and film himself. And he, he, he rigged the camera to where he would able to hit a button so he could act as if he was dead in these victim clothes, wearing this oh, fucking wow. freaky clown mask. Horrifying shit, dog. What the hell? Yeah, th- th- that kind of stayed with me. It's hard to shake me with some of those murders. <laughs> I'm so numb to it. When I found out, they're inter- I had never seen this interview for some reason. He's like, oh, you can just have so much fun by yourself, too. And I would. I'd, I'd have fun by myself. BTK was different level. When he's in court talking about his crimes, he's you can tell he's getting off by talking about it. Oh. He's got a glow about him. Wow. You can tell he's into it. Yeah. He oh, he finally gets his microphone. He was he was the guy, he was jealous of Bundy getting all the attention cuz he was killing at the same time Bundy was. He goes, "How many how many more people do I have to kill?" Damn. To get the attention this Bundy guy. He was getting. trying to up his numbers to get the shine. He he wanted that media <sighs> shine. Damn. Cuz the media wasn't giving it to him and they finally did. And it was odd. They tried a technique they threw a subliminal message at the BTK during the, the news broadcast to see if he would respond to it. It didn't work, but I thought that was kind of an odd thing that they tried to do. Huh. It, it was a drawing hmm. of the glasses left at the, the crime scene. 
and like nobody else would have known what it yes. was except for him. So it'd and, be a coded message. Yeah, and they flashed that little subliminal message. Did he see it? I don't know if he. It didn't work. So I don't it think didn't he didn't go anywhere. See it. I don't think he knew at the time. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he knows about it now. Mm. Yeah, it's creepy never shit. Know. Yeah, I mean that, that'll rock a small town. I think he was uh, one of the leaders in the church too, wasn't he? He was. He, he was all. All into that. He, people, Had a family. For the most part, people were very shocked this had happened. Yeah. They Damn. did not expect him. Yeah, it's, it's pretty twisted, man, when something like that happens in a small town. Well, wh- what year was it when the thing happened in Logan with the devil killings? Probably about 1982. And, yeah, it was uh, some bodies that were two, two teenagers. They had gone out for a nice romantic stroll. Aww. And uh, then they disappeared. And it was a couple weeks later, there were some kids that were riding their bikes in a field and, and ramping, and they ramped over what was a leg, and it came out of the ground, and then they went and figured out that the bodies were buried in a way that was, they thought it was a pentagram. Oh, my god! And then the heads were found floating down the river in a bag. And I mean, so, this is gruesome. Yeah. Gruesome. That was Logan, correct? Yeah, it's a town of, you know, 7,000 people. That had rocked everything. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, it, it changed everything. Well, I remember as a fat kid, the biggest thing that changed for me was they moved uh, Halloween from Friday night to sun- <laughs> Sunday afternoon. And, and I noticed that proportionally my candy take just, went way down. It didn't hit as hard. So honestly, that was the most <laughs> devastating thing for this fat kid to deal with. No, not the candy. I, I was so, yeah, I, was, I wasn't so scared about, you know, murdering like that. I was just horrified that I got a lot less Snickers. I could see how that detail would stay with you for the rest yeah. of your life. I, I totally was, get that. That's, yeah, that's so sad because, yeah, I mean, nobody was into Halloween after that. I loved Halloween. Free candy? I mean, come on. To a larger kid, you don't worry so much about being kidnapped as much as you do about the candy. Yeah, you couldn't kidnap me. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Somebody throw their back out. <laughs> Damn. I saw that proof. It's so funny, though, that how you really noticed. Man, there's not <laughs> much candy. candy. That's, That's so what awesome. stood out to me. We've got to find these murderers. Because as a kid, that would stand out to me, <laughs> yeah. too. I understand the, the thought process and disappointment you had. That was it. <laughs> I think I was in third grade. And so I, I do remember it was weird because you could tell the adults were freaked out. Well, that's pretty. That's next level. Heads in bags. Panic. Yeah. Because it, it went forever unsolved. They didn't have anybody. Basically became a cold case. And then they put the stepfather, who was a butcher, on trial for the way they were cut. And I remember some of the details about his saws and blood and all that stuff they thought they had found. And they might have convicted him. Oh, no. And then later, uh, it's since I had left town. It wasn't but 25 years after the whole thing. It was two guys that I think had been doing meth or something like that. And they're all wigged out, and they found him in the woods. And There's a bunch of documentaries or little specials about this. Yeah. It's been covered by quite a few people now. Yeah. And so they just, on whatever drug binge they were on, they hacked him to pieces and sloppily buried him for whatever reason. I guess it looked like it was a pentagram. And somebody saw these two guys covered in blood walking into their house, and they called the cops. And the cop took a note, put it on a desk, and it just no one ever returned the call. This is so nineteen eighty two movie horror. Everything you said was, like, was nothing's going on in Logan. Two so, young lovers walked out to take a walk, and right. then it was you've got two teens missing, and a call about two guys covered in blood, head to toe, and nobody follows up on it. Where is this Logan <laughs> cop? Can we have a moment with him? He was eating a sandwich. He took the note and never did anything. No. 
Oh, I so my God. Yeah. I saw two guys covered in blood. They were holding what looked to be severed heads. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's not related. <laughs> I don't think it, you might want to check out. What the F? Were you too little, though, to understand the gravity of the situation? I mean, I, I think I got it. There was a big deal. But like I said, the biggest problem was candy. <laughs> uh, you know. Did you ever have anything like that in your town? I did. I had some shit go down around me and very near to me, and it was very upsetting. Well, I had my little sister's friend murdered, and this was like my mom was best friends with the mom. We would always be over there at their house. They would always be at our house. We stayed friends with them from the time I was five until the time, you know, that they moved away after she was murdered. I'm still friends with the mom on Facebook. And I just recently, as an adult, went back and read the court transcripts of the, because they- Wow, how did she get murdered? The guy across the street lured her over there and then lured her into the woods. And I guess- he hit her and hurt her and punched her and did some things to her. And then he was afraid that she was going to tell on him. So he shot her in the head in the woods. Okay. They had never told us all that when I was little. They told us that he, you know, took her life, but they told us that it happened in the house. And they told us that they found her in the house. They never told us that, that he had took her in the woods and shot her. This was like our best family friends. This was my mom's best friend. Oh, I kind of wow. knew Virginia was going to take the, you knew she was going to go to a different level yeah. of just yeah. despair and depression and mm. heartache. I and, think yeah. about it a lot because it like <laughs> really rocked me when you're a kid. Well, I mean, that is an immediate person. That, that's someone in your immediate right. circle of close. friends. Yeah. Very that, close. That's a major deal. And it's also even creepier that it was, it wasn't real. I mean, the, when someone gets killed and it's, by a family member. It's creepy and it's awful. But when it's a stranger or someone you don't know, I think it even goes up another level of, oh my gosh, he lured her in the woods. He did. He lured her. He targeted her. And it's it makes just, it creepier to me. It's horrifying. I Here's the one thing I've learned. Murderers love the woods. Love them. Well, yeah, there's a lot of places to bury bodies and to hide and not a lot of eyes. Most of the, you, you always, the people that survive, they always go, I knew it was going to be awful because he turned into the woods and they always go to the woods, man. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you never know, man. Yeah. It's hard to murder at the strip mall. <laughs> Although people do it, <laughs> believe it or not. It happens. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, me and Virginia all jacked up on murder over here, Kevin. You yeah, have to you change, are. <laughs> change the topic. Well, I, I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you another story here on uh, murder. Uh, did you guys follow the story at all of uh, Bob Lee? He's the guy who found a cash app. You've heard like, hey, I'll cash app you. Yeah. Yes, it's kind of a big the, thing. This is the guy that was complaining about the crime in San Francisco, and then he died on the streets in San Francisco. Yeah, he was uh, wandering around at about 2 a.m. He had been stabbed several times, and he's trying to get somebody's attention. They have video of him. He's like holding his stomach. Where Nobody's been helping him. And yeah, it was in a nice neighborhood in San Francisco. And People he had are been scared stabbed. to help. And yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if nobody saw him or what went on. But they didn't understand what was going on, probably. Well, you don't this, know. This He's, is a thing. This really happens where people don't help because they're, they're freaked out. They don't know what to do. They're scared. And they're afraid that that guy's going to attack them. And it's a trick. Yep. So they found a guy and charged a guy with his murder, and it turned out to be one of his friends. Oh, boy. 
who was charged with his murder. And now all kinds of stuff is coming out about this dude, Bob Lee. Apparently he was a big partier. And when they had said originally, I mean, here you have the founder of Cash App. This is a guy, obviously a smart dude. Dude's got a ton of money from that. He was a family man, kids, all that kind of stuff. But apparently he was a partier and he would go to San Francisco because he moved. He said he was afraid of the crime. So he left San Francisco. I think he maybe relocated in Florida or something like that. Huh. And uh, at least somewhere else. I thought it was Florida. And then he went back to San Francisco. And then people are like, see, told you he was right about the crime. But it almost sounds like he kind of brought it on himself because the guy that wound up stabbing him, apparently he was banging the dude's sister. Oh. And the sister was married to uh, somebody else. And so it sounds like this Bob Lee would then go back to San Francisco and he'd go to these sex and drug parties with other San Francisco elites, almost kind of like an eyes wide shut, maybe kind of thing. Wow. He was throwing it into somebody and he, he, he went too far with it. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but um, apparently maybe he had a disagreement with uh, this dude who was his friend about the guy's sister. And maybe because I think he was banging other girls as well. Yeah. And, you know, so maybe he didn't like that. It was like, stop, you know, mess with my sister. You start banging too many t- people, Virginia, things get messy. Yeah. I hear you. And you start hurting people and their families, and then somebody is going to catch up with well, you. Just on mere numbers alone, if you're, if you're fucking around with a bunch of people and you are causing some kind of destruction and you're doing it to multiple people, you are going to get a bigger fish in there that will fuck you up. Sure, yeah. So, and then he would take ketamine and cocaine and then go to all these raves around the world and have sex with multiple women. And now I'm kind of wondering, did he really move out of San Francisco because because of the crime, as he said, or is it because he wanted to move his family away so he could go back and freely bang and do drugs and all that kind of stuff? That sounds like it might have been a more likely scenario if he was a big partier. Yeah. was I had heard that he had been hanging out with that guy and that they were actually yeah. in a car together. They were, yeah. Him and the guy whose sister he was banging, I guess, were partying together at first. And something happened. And then something happened. Well, if you yeah. do turned. You do right, all those yeah. drugs and stuff like that, and you don't know people that well. And he probably said something nasty about his sister, like, oh, yeah, your sister's tits or whatever. And, and you know, my sister's tits, really? Yeah. And, and he stabbed probably, him. Probably even more vulgar than that. Yeah, I don't know. He's trying to clean it up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Speaking of your sister's tits. (laughs) Yeah, they said his nickname was Crazy Bob because he partied so much. Crazy Bob Lee. Crazy Bob was flying real close to the sun. You got to be careful. he got burned. You can't can't be messing around all on the drugs and you got this random guy and you're talking shit about his sister's tits. I mean, you just, it's too, it's too volatile. You're playing with fire and your number will come up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like in that, that was scene, it. the party fuck fest scene. Yeah, you're gonna you're, you're gonna you're gonna meet somebody eventually that is not going to be the most savory of people. Is the brother talking? Do they have him in custody? They do have him in custody, but I don't know what he said to authorities yet. I'm curious to know, like, what pushed him. What did that motherfucker say that made you stab him about your sister? You'll always find out in the interrogation room, or at least their version of it. Some, I always hate when they get them in the interrogation room, and they're telling you a half-truth, not really what happened. But you can make, tell. To make themselves... Uh, Look better. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just would like the truth. Like, what did he say? Sometimes though, they will get somebody who is so 
they're just so matter Mad. of fact. No, matter of fact about it. Yeah, I stabbed him. I cut their head off, put it in a bowling ball bag. It was great. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they unflinchingly and they, unapologetically tell you the story. Every detail. <laughs> yes. Horrifying. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could be that uh, our Jaybird also has a uh, another life. Uh, this is from Veronica uh, in Brooklyn, New York. This is uh, where she lives. And uh, apparently there is a realtor there named Jason Pennington who's uh, selling some cafe space, if you'd like it. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Wow, Jason Pennington. I didn't realize you were selling cafe space uh, now. In New York, though, I believe it's 38th and 14th. How, how shocked would you be if Jaybird had a side hustle you never knew about and he's a high-end realtor in New York City, Virginia? <laughs> I how would, shocked? I would definitely be shocked. I'd break you, <laughs> off, a little, break you off a little piece, too. I'd probably shit the ground just right here. <laughs> you shit what? the ground, huh? <laughs> yeah. That would be wild. Mm-hmm. I'd be proud of him, though. I'm all about that side hustle. Yeah, no doubt. Congratulations, Bird. Thank Very you. impressive. Uh, Lily sent us an email. She went to the show with uh, One Republic at uh, Hard Rock. Uh, Jax and BB Rexa were the openers. Jax is the one that does that Victoria's Secret song. She oh, yeah. yeah She's got an Avril Lavigne vibe. I know Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she sang uh, about parents' love, came on stage to dance and kiss. It was too cute. And when the Victoria's Secret song was playing towards the end, her friend came out topless showing her double mastectomy. It was brave and inspirational. BB was good, and of course so was One Republic, uh, but Jax was phenomenal. Nice. Yeah, Jax is majorly talented. I've been watching her for a minute on that YouTube. Okay, you a big fan of hers? I am. I like her. She's very female empowering. Okay. She's a good role model for young girls, Jay Bird. Yeah, I love it. Tell her song, Men Are the Worst. How's your sister's tits? <laughs> Don't talk about my sister's tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not are we about to have a stabbing in here? <laughs> you been talking about sister's tits on all podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you for all the emails. You can send them to us at mail at kvjshow.com. You guys have an amazing Monday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.